This keeps going quicker and quicker. We're live. This is Jack Kelly live on LinkedIn. Welcome. Good afternoon. So, all right, Christy, we're good. It's all showing up. Let me check. Okay, let's just double check before. Okay, yeah. <laughs> before we okay. Go through. Nope, you're live. Well, good. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to put this out there. And I know a lot of you are going to say, Jack, you're out of your mind. Now, you might not be wrong, but I want to share this. It's a hot job market. I think, I think we could all agree it's a hot job market. Companies are waging a war for talent, trying to find people. There's a great resignation where about 4 million people are quitting on a monthly basis. So you would think rationally, right? You would think that companies would do whatever it takes to get people and to hire people. But shockingly, that's not the case. We hear it all the time. On LinkedIn, you can see people say, wait, you made me take two, three, four, five, six, 10, 12, 14 interviews over the course of three months, and I don't hear back. I get ghosted. I don't have feedback. What's going on? You hear companies, you hear people saying, hey, companies are making me take tests. They're making me do reports, doing tasks doing assignments, no pay, no nothing, consuming all their time, get ghosted, nothing happens. So what I propose, what I think we should start looking at and considering is companies pay people to interview. Now, I'm not saying pay them to make them interview, people who are going on interviews to get paid for their time. Let's just, just that, I know that's, a revolutionary thought, but just think about that for a minute. If you're taking the time out of your day, you had to prepare for an interview, go through the job description, figure it out, do your homework, do research, ask people about the company, prepare an elevator pitch, match up what you do for the job. That's a lot of time and effort. Then you go with the interview. And that would be one thing if it was only one interview. But if you're going no exaggeration, three to six to 10 interviews. That's an awful lot of time. Plus, it's a lot of risk because your boss could find out and you could get fired. So wouldn't it be fair? Wouldn't it be fair if you go in good faith, not like a window shopper or make this a gig job, but in good faith that you, when you, when you go on an interview, the company would pay you. Now, it wouldn't be an exorbitant amount, but just pay you a fair amount for the time and effort you put in. Now, let me take a pause there. Chris, Mike, what, do, you, do you think I'm, I'm nuts? Do you think this is just way out of bounds? Or, or is there some semblance of, of reason and, and that it makes sense? There's definitely some semblance of reason and sense in what you're saying. I do like the idea of holding companies accountable. I think if you... Uh, hurt them, if you get them where it hurts in their pockets, they'll definitely reassess the, the uh, interview process, which is definitely needed because it is, we hear so many people complain about how many interviews they have to go on and it leads to nowhere. So I, I definitely think that uh, you're onto something. Thanks, and, Mike. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I also agree on that. You know, I think it's a really good point. Um, uh, It'd be tough to judge, you know, what kind of rate or whatever, you know, not to dive too deep into it, but certainly um, uh, I think it would have company, it would have an effect on the, the clients, the, the, you know, the firms that are interviewing, definitely rethink their process a bit, 
try to uh, streamline it and narrow it down, you know, be more sensitive to a, a candidate's uh, and interviewee's, you know, time and, you know, they have a job to do. Most of them are, are currently working. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, absolutely, it's, it, it merits further conversation. Is that here? So here's a magic could work out. And I get it. I get the odds of this happening are, are so microscopic. But you don't know. But if we, but if let's say three years ago, we all, the three of us were talking about remote work and we all laughed, ah, come on, remote work will never work. You know, maybe fringe a small amount now, it's here. So I've learned through the pandemic, any like things are possible. You don't know. So if, now let, let's just take this as a thought experiment, right? Let's say everybody who's watching this now, you, you know, you're the CEOs, you're the executives of these companies, and maybe you're a little far removed from the whole interview process. So you're really not aware. And then you find out they're making people interview two, three, four, five, six, ten 10 times. And we're not talking about C-suite interviews. We're talking about regular people, you know, average jobs who are, who are going through this. And then it's not even they go through it fast. This takes months. There's, there's times where there are gaps in communication, there's no feedback, there's ghosting, you're, you're required, as I mentioned before, to do different tasks. Now, if you would pay a certain amount, how quickly do you think the CFO, the CEO, all the executives would wake up and say, wait, 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 what's going on here? You mean we're paying, let's even say 50 bucks, right? 50 bucks an interview. And if you're at a firm that has 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, uh, workers, you might have what thousand interviews a day. All of a sudden, they're looking at the invoices, like, "What is going on here?" Then they wake up and say, "Wait a minute, we're paying fifty bucks an interview, even if it's twenty dollars an interview, right? Twenty dollars an interview, magnified by everybody who's interviewing three, four, five, six, seven times. The numbers add up, and and wouldn't that capture the attention of management to say something is wrong here? This doesn't make any sense." Why are you spending now? Because they're considering they're thinking about the bottom line. They're thinking about how much money they have to pay out. But really, the bigger picture is, well, why is this necessary? Because they're going to tie in the money with, with is it necessary? So now that it's costing us, like, is it necessary that you have to have three, four, five, six, seven interviews? Can't you have a better way? Is it there a better format? And maybe are, are we training? our people the right way to interview? Or is there any trading at all? And I wonder, and I know at first when people hear this concept, think it's just, come on, this is nuts. But think about it. What did it change if all of a sudden the, the senior executives start looking in and say, like, why, why do you need 12 people to interview? Why do you need, I get you want to interview with HR, you want to interview with a manager, and I get you might want to interview with the manager's manager. But when you start bringing in, let's get Jane from this group and, and Tony from that group and someone from over here, and let's get the, the person who delivers the mail and let's get the person who waters the plant and let's get this person, then it gets out of control. And, and to me, I think what happens, and anyone who goes, who's been interviewing over the last bunch of years sees this, it's decision by consensus. And I think in, in part, you have so many interviews because people are afraid to make a decision. And I'm not even blaming them. It's hard to make a decision. It's hard to make a hiring decision because if you, if you hire the wrong person and the person turns out toxic, you're, you're gonna be liable. They're gonna say, Jack, you're an idiot. You're a moron. Why did you hire this person? You're a complete loser. And, and then I, I look back. But now what happens if I say, 
hey, Christine, can you interview with me? Mike, can you interview with me? And it doesn't work out. I can always say, it wasn't just me. Christine and Mike and Jane and Bob, they all liked the person too. So it's almost like a, a decision by consensus as opposed to really having the manager make the decision. Now, so far, what do you, Chris, Mike? My, my kind of out of line, does it make sense? I'm a, I'm no, a, it, a, it definitely makes sense. I wish that there was someone overseeing that process before a chief like financial officer or revenue officer had to step in and go, hey, what are you doing? There should be someone in there doing that now, but unfortunately there isn't. Um, as far as like a, getting paid for a first interview, I don't know if that's realistic, but I 100% I think that people should be getting paid for the, those working interviews where they're asked to do a task. So, so the two things that you brought up that are really interesting. So to go back when you said, hey, um, there should be some, like, that's a good point. There should be some, someone who watches over it, mm -hmm. which I guess in theory there should be, but maybe that person, there, it should be kind of a, a new role created. Like, I, I don't want to say like a hall monitor, but you know what I mean? Like someone who watches over to make sure how many interviews are they really necessary? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's interesting. I mean, what, what else do you think that, that person would do? Well, you know, if I may, you know, it's, it's interesting that um, right now, I, I think by sometimes when I look on the portals and, you know, some companies, you're able to sort of see what they do as far as, you know, track it, who, who's interviewed with this candidate and so forth. It's not just, you know, us as recruiters and we see that it's our candidate. So I think they do you know, definitely corporate HR has, loves to have, you know, like um, spreadsheets and keep yeah. data, but they don't obviously have a monetary influence on it that it's costing them money to do these interviews. So I think for right now, they are watching it to some degree, but to both of Jack's point and Christine, your point, um, having a financial you know, burden or cost on the interviews would absolutely make them rethink it a little bit differently and, and advantageously toward you know, um, having a concern and being aware of the candidate's time. Um, also, Christine, what you were saying about you're not sure uh, initially for the first interview if the candidate would, you know, get like Jack said, either 50 or $20. Well, I was thinking, well, you know, yeah, maybe it could be just like a one-time fee. So each time they interview, they wouldn't have to pay the additional cost, but that would negate the the opportunity to have them reflect on let's not interview so much. You know, if it was just like a 20 or $50, whether you interview once or 20 times, it wouldn't have that effect. So there are, you know, nuances on how to set up this, you know, sliding scale or, or whatever, as you call it. Um, yeah. Go back, Mike. You know what? Those are, those are good points. I'm thinking to go back to what Christine was saying, I wonder, and maybe they do have this and I'm just not aware of it. And, and if, if somebody who is involved with this process, watching this, feel free to, to send a message to us and we'd love to hear your thoughts. But it could be that, you know, if, if what Christine is suggesting, if I'm understanding correctly, you have this job, you look at the job, you look at the level, the complexity of it, the compensation range and so forth. And then maybe you make a decision, hey, I think this merits, and I'm making this up off the fly, you know, this merits three interviews. And here's why I think three interviews. And anymore seems a bit too much of a burden on everybody. Because if you think about it, it's not just the time of the interviewee. When you have like six or seven people interview, 
it's an opportunity cost because that means each person you're pulling them away from their job. They have to take time. They have to do some research on the resume. Maybe take a look at the person's LinkedIn profile, give it some thought, go into the interview. And a lot of managers and just, you know, people who aren't managers who are brought into these interviews, they're not necessarily trained. So they're not sure what to ask. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. It's easy to resort to the cliche questions. Tell me about yourself. Why do you want to work here? Where do you see yourself in five years? And I maintain a lot of that is because they just say, okay, Mike, go, go interview this person. So you're talking about the opportunity cost lost that every person who gets involved with that interview process is pulled away from their core job. And if they're poor, pulled away from their core job, they got to make it up later. So it's a, and then multiply this by a whole bunch of other people. So it's not only now. Let's wait, wait. You know, let's say this. Let's throw it in. So we're making. So maybe you should actually give a little stipend to the people who are doing the interviews and taking time out of their day to do the interviews. Am I pushing the envelope? And maybe yeah. they get a little something, even if it's a uh, you know, you know, set them out for a free dinner to say, hey, you know what? After all these interviews, because they're not just interviewing one person. They're into, you know, there, there may be a slate of candidates. So you might be meeting, meeting six, seven different people. Think about how much time you're taking away from your core responsibilities now that you got, and then you got to do your work later at night and weekends. So that's maybe they should get compensated. compensated yeah, I think that's an excellent point. <laughs> right? and, 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 and you know what? Um, yeah, I mean, listen, every company loves to hear, hey, you know, we could get more production out of the same amount of hours yes. of staff. So that's another huge incentive. <laughs> right. Um, that just sort of like, um, um, you know, appeared as we're talking about the pay for interviews. So that's that's really interesting. Right. I, you know, because think about it. It's, you, you know, I was thinking I should have, you know, I'm dumb. I should have put it in the, in the article I wrote for Forbes about it because, yeah, I was going from the interviewee point of view. But yeah, if you have, you know, you know, somebody who is going to interview, okay, it's not just one candidate you choose. You could have, you could have like six or seven. Sometimes, I, I, I kid you not, I'll hear from companies that say, you know, oh, Jeff, yeah, we interviewed about 10 people and what, what 10? Yeah, but we have a few more scheduled. We'll keep you posted. Oh my God. So that means some poor schlep is having to interview 10 people and chances are they're tangentially related to this job that just sucked into it. And they have to spend all that time and energy interviewing, not knowing exactly who the person is, what the person's gonna do, not knowing the particulars about their job. And, and then they say, okay, thanks for spending all that time. And now you gotta kind of catch up with your other work. And Weird, then right? sometimes if they're unsure about someone, they'll kind of have them come in and meet with them again for like a second <laughs> conversation. Right, right. So yeah, can you, can, would you mind coming back again? <laughs> you know, and, and then one more time. So yeah, the more, you know, the more you think about it, there are just levels there. Like you got to wonder, and I'm not, and, and trust me, I am not disparaging anybody. I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. It's just, we all know, because, you know, people who are watching this, are, 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 you know, mostly white collar professionals, office workers, knowledge workers. And so they've been around the block. They know what it's like to interview. They've interviewed, they know the deal. And it's, it's one of those things, it feels like it's always been done this way. So you just keep doing it this way and nobody is saying, wait a minute, so many things have changed. Why are we just doing the same thing again and again? 
and just making people miserable. You're making the job seekers miserable. All you have to do is, is, is just ask a job seeker, how is your experience? And I bet you nine out of 10 is going to be these horrible, miserable, sucked. You know, it was frustrating. It was, they were rude. They, they ghosted me. I didn't get feedback. I got lowballed. And yeah, maybe you have some, some sort of overseer to watch through the whole, like an impartial overseer to make sure it flows and it's fair to everybody. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's definitely merits further consideration on the company's parts. Um, yeah, it's, it, it is a convoluted process. And, and I, as far as what Christine mentioned about maybe having a candidate come back to meet the same person again, I can tell you from, from experience as a recruiter, uh, candidates, uh, you know, uh, once in a while, they'll be, you know, on board. And, but when they hear that, they're like, well, why do I have to talk to this person again? I already did. You know, they do not uh, favor that, that uh, request to come back a second time, um, you know, in general, very favorably. Now, what about, Chris, you mentioned about getting paid for projects. That's another area I hear people get very upset about. Yeah. What, what do you it, think of that? If it's, because some are open-ended, so you can spend upward to like, I read one person spent 25 hours on a project. They ultimately didn't get hired and they saw their work published on like a blog. So there's so many factors that go into this. And I wanted to know as recruiters, if your candidate goes to your client and says, I want to be paid for this assessment, or they come to you and ask you like, I want to broach the subject of being paid for this. How would you deal with a candidate uh, that asks that? Well, now that I'm championing this, I have to say, yes, let's do it. <laughs> if, if this was a week ago, two weeks ago, I'd be like, what? This is nuts. This is why this is wild. But the more we're kicking it around, it does seem that there's room for improvement. And um, I, I will say this, this was, this is always very frustrating where sometimes you have somebody who uh, this pre-COVID where they'll have an interview, but they have to travel to the home office of that place to interview. It seems archaic now, doesn't it? That, you know, hey, why not Zoom? Why not some other, you know, type of, you know, platform? But you would have to go there. And then oftentimes they would say, you know what, Jack? They made me pay, you know, this out of the plane fare or the rental car or all the food and the hotel out of my pocket. That's not fair. Like what they should have told me about that up front or shouldn't they take care of it? So that's kind of another thing that sometimes gets a bone of contention where if you're asked not only to do a report or task or what have you, but if you have to kind of really go out of your way and spend a lot of money, mm-hmm. will you get reimbursed? A lot of firms do, but not, you're waiting six months to get the reimbursement check, you know, and sometimes you don't. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. And, and you made me think of something else when you, you know, when you were saying, when Christine asked or, or you were mentioning, Jack, well, if the candidates requested to do a task, it's up to the recruiter to, perhaps ask the, the hiring firm, you know, will you give them some sort of stipend? So I'm thinking, how might this begin? And you know what, in my opinion, all it would take if, you know, word spreads quickly, if one company, say like one big tech company, just uh, took that initiative and word got out that they were paying, you know, prospective candidates and, and looking for the best talent for interviews, I wonder how long it would take before some of the other, you know, well, two things. One, would that actually drive better talent to that firm for, for prospective employees and consideration? And how long would it be before other firms would start to follow if in fact, it was, by doing that, a company was able to hire the top tier talent? 
you know, there's such a competitiveness for that talent these days. So how does this begin is an interesting point. And this might be very well the birth of that idea. Yeah. You do have it where sometimes you have a leading company, they do it, and then everybody follows suit. You know, think mm -hmm. about it, that's what happened at the beginning of the pandemic, where I think it was Twitter was one of the first companies to say, hey, you could work from home remote, remotely forever. And then sure enough, every, you know, kind of followed suit. Um, so it could be where, especially it's such a war for talent now in certain sectors, that why wouldn't you give a little incentive to say, hey, come in? And let's say, even if it's not money, right? Let's say this, let's say tech, I think we could arguably say like tech is one of the hottest areas and the toughest ones for people to recruit. And I don't recruit for tech. So I just know this from speaking to people and, and reading and so forth. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe paying seems uncomfortable, but what about give them tickets to a play? To a, to a concert, to a sporting event, you know, something is, but they would have to meet a certain criteria. Like if they meet a certain criteria to show good faith that, hey, we're interested in you, you we're not, you're not even working here yet, but like, we're gonna give you tickets to a Broadway play if you come and interview. I mean, is that, is that off the mark or do you think that could actually happen? I think it could happen. I think um, job seekers, they could, how would you feel if they just start asking questions and advocating for themselves saying, you know, how much time do you envision this, this project taking, or how will my work be used? Um, especially when their work is used, like without their permission, once they don't get the job, is it okay to ask that in an interview? See, you know, I find it this, if let's say you work for a company and you're doing well and they like you and you're just looking for you know maybe more money a better opportunity or you just want to explore mm -hmm. then you have the ability to push the envelope because if you don't get the job you're like okay thanks it was nice meeting you i'm just gonna go back to my uh, to you know go back home uh, if you were remote or go back to the office it's the ones who either like don't have a job they're in between or like really miserable and they're not in a good head then it's harder, it's awkward to do that because you just don't want to rock the boat so you don't bring it up and you hope for the best. So it's not a fair level playing field to do that. I mean, I definitely would encourage people to advocate for themselves and to ask these tough questions, but I also am respectful of the fact that it's a power dynamic imbalance in that if, particularly for the ones who are in between jobs or who worry about their jobs and they desperately need a job, they're like, I just want a job, I, whatever, please let, let, let's, let me go through this. I'll jump through all the hoops. And, and it's unfair and sad actually. Yeah, no, yep. Jackie bring That's up a good, good point, point there. Um, it, it, one other thing as, as a recruiter <laughs> in compliance, you know, when, cause it's an interesting point where you're talking about rather than just like, you know, a monetary uh, amount of money to do the interviews because then you might get you know uh, I, I'm far from an attorney in employment law but then you might get into some um, you know questionable things like hey is that really you know above board is that a little disingenuous and then firms you know would start to almost like a bidding war well we pay fifty dollars now we're going to pay seventy five dollars this firm and what comes to mind is some of those you know um, pay to play, you know, code of ethics that, that compliance have to, has to cover. And also, <laughs> I'll like tell your friends, oh, hey, interview, you get 50 bucks, you give me 20 right, bucks. Right, right. Yeah. Or, or, that... or, you know, like how when wholesalers go to, go to uh, you know, a, a big national uh, brokerage chain like a Merrill Lynch, you know, again, 
not specifically identifying, but you know, a firm like that. And uh, you know, the 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 salespeople, the, the brokers, the wholesalers would tell the firm, well, hey, you know, we're going to give you tickets to the Super Bowl if you offer our funds to your, you know, to your customers. And obviously there are rules and things against that. So, you know, it, it's obviously certainly not as simple as it all sounds, but it, it's, it definitely is, is a workable uh, uh, option. And I think uh, you're onto something. Now, how about this? We all get this, like you get, you know, emails or, or phone calls and about participating in a survey, but they'll pay you to participate in the survey because they, they know you're taking time out of the day. You know, it could be, you know, what do they call it? Not only surveys, but like they're test marketing something and they want you to kind of, you know, be part of it. Right, like the focus groups? Yes, focus the groups, focus. exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. right? That's common. Like, all right, hey, we want you to test our product to see if our product is better than the competitor. You know, is our is our soft drink better than this person's soft drink? Well, I don't know. I'm not going to waste my time. Oh, we'll give you X amount. You know, here. You know, we'll pay you for. It. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Why not? So, it, it it's it's done in other areas. So I guess why not here? That's a good point. Where. You could have a focus group, but like of interviewees, if the, if the company is going through a current problem, you throw out a solution, I mean, a, like a question or a problem to them. And just like they would in, in these like working interviews that they have, and they're forced to come up with a solution. But I, I do like that idea where you could pay them just like you would a focus group. And it could even be done in the same manner where it's like almost they're all in one room too and do it that way. Yep. Because a lot of times what happens in interviews, and I'm not going to say that people do it purposely, but you could glean a lot of information from someone when you're interviewing them. Mm -hmm. You know, so let's say you're, you know, ABC investment bank or ABC tech company, and, and you're interviewing someone from your competition. You can pull out a lot. And it's almost like getting a management consulting firm to come in and give you all their information. Because once again, it's not just that one interview. You know, you may have, you know, 10 people slated from 10 different companies. So now you're drawing all that information about how they do things at their company. And that's value, you know, that's value that you're taking from that person and you're, you're getting it. You're not giving anything back in return. Now, maybe you get a job out of it, but not, let's say there are 10 people, but only one, nine did it. Nine that's took all that time for nothing. Yeah, you know, that, that's a great point. And, and you, Jack, you know, as a recruiter, how many times sometimes when we debrief a candidate after an interview, do we hear like, well, it seemed like they were just asking me how we do it at my firm, you yeah. know, and uh, I'm not so sure that it's a real job or whatever, you know, so yeah, I think that's done. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like a fishing expedition. Like, are, yeah. are, you, hmm, are you really hiring? You know, like you just trying to kind of pick our brains is like, what's the real deal? And once again, if you pay for it, then on scale, companies won't kind of tolerate nonsense because you know the cost could add up really quickly. It's a, it's an interesting topic, right? It's one of those things where we just take it for granted, and then we just say, okay, it's always been this way, so it always has to be this way. But I figure one of the fun things to do what we're doing is is to bring up these different issues, you know, to bring up you know have really smart guests really accomplished people, but then also just to kind of 
brainstorm about ideas, whether this works or doesn't work. Sometimes it's good to just put it out there because then maybe smarter people than us could kind of figure out to have a better system and to help, you know, both, you know, the people who are looking for a job and the companies to make it better. I agree. I'm kind of going back to what, what Mike said yeah. with the bigger companies, they have the pockets to, to pay people right. for interviewing, whereas the smaller companies don't. So they would just eat up all the competition. Yeah. So there are so many layers you have to consider. So on a different tone before we head out. So for, for now we've got some choices for, for, for the next, let's see, for the next few ones, I, I got, there's some interesting things we've been writing about. We have, we have, we'll, I said interesting now, this is not really interesting. This is like, this is like <laughs> tough. If Ukraine and Russia get into a war, what is that gonna mean for the job market? We have, let's see, what else we have? We have allegations that of ageism at IBM that they called older workers <laughs> I'm not making this up, dino babies, and they and their species should be extinct. I'm not making this up. I was just writing about it this weekend. Or we could talk about disengagement that we're now, because of remote work, being isolated, not going to the office for the last two years, being careful not to get COVID, that we've just become disengaged as a society as a whole and then disengage from work because now you're just kind of in your little silo at home, not, you don't have your work husband, your work wife anymore, your little niche of friends there. And what's, what's that gonna mean moving forward? These are just a few. So, so let me know what you like and what you wanted to talk about next. Christine, Mike, any, any, any favorite for tomorrow? Oh, I'm fired up about the disengaged one. We can, we can tackle okay. that one for oh, sure. Oh, do that tomorrow? Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll we can talk about that. So, so just as a teaser, what do you think would disengage? Like, why do you think people are so disengaged from work and in, in life too? I think they're just feeling disenfranchised by the system. And by the system, I mean everything, whether it's, you know, billionaires, seeing billionaires profiting, how much one point, however, trillion dollars while everyone else is struggling, you know, inflation, you work so hard. And then at the end of the day, you can't really afford groceries. Um, we've seen through the anti-work Reddit, the subreddit, like how workers are just treated like crap by their employers. And then there's the mental health aspect where if you're suffering mentally, it's hard to be disengaged. You know, it's a victory just waking up and getting out of bed. And now you want me to be engaged. So there's, there's so many reasons that we could talk about. Okay. So I, I think Mike, I think what she's trying to say is that tomorrow <laughs> she's going to lead the talk on disengagement. <laughs> So well, I, I think that's, yeah. So I guess that's, that's, that's more interesting than dino babies. Okay. I also, where do dino babies come from? Like that's to me like an oxymoron. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like if you try to use that as a slur on someone, it's like dumb. It's not even good. Like, I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah, Wait, it's a poor use baby? of like, poor use of baby boomers and, you know, dinosaurs or something. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. I will say this. Yeah, and this this is taken from like you know when you go when, when there's a lawsuit and then they ask for like discovery you gotta give it that's I think how they got right. you know those yeah. they got emails saying that, but then they also had somebody calling how do we make how do we get millennials here and make it like how people aren't all fuddy duddies. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> which I haven't, I don't know if I've ever, like, when was the last time anyone used the word funny daddy? <laughs> Wait, that was literally in there? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something like that they were concerned that they need more millennials because they don't want to make it like everybody here is a funny daddy. Yeah. Well, you know what? To, to me, it seems like the person who used that term yeah. is a dino baby. I so think so, not, probably. Not <laughs> the person who used that. Because that seems like a, a term from, I don't know, the 40s, the 20s. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't right. know. All right. But tomorrow, thank you for, for, for watching and listening. Uh, thank you, Mike and Christine. Um, I know this, you know, this topic probably won't get off the ground, but I think it's important to bring these things up. And, uh, you know, we're trying to champion, you know, the cause of people who are interviewing and who are workers and try to make their lives better. So, you know, when things come up where I feel, hey, this could make a difference, this could move the needle. It was great. And uh, I think for tomorrow, we're, uh, I think Christine is kind of, you know, wow, we're going to have an interesting conversation tomorrow. So stay tuned for tomorrow. What do you say? We'll keep the same time, Christine? What do, what do you think? Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll check your schedule too, okay. but yeah. We, All right. Time. Well, sure. thank you very much for watching. And what we're going to do is we, you know, you'll have this on LinkedIn. We'll probably edit it a little bit and then put it into a podcast. So check it out, like it, subscribe to us. And, and, and when, what, if you want us to talk about certain things, let us know. Thank you very much, everyone. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. 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 -bye.